0: Welcome to the Padong Sessions, an audio archive of lectures, panels, and conversations from National Gallery Singapore. Join us as we chart the art of Southeast Asia and beyond, one voice at a time. In this episode, we revisit a conversation titled, Evoking the Southeast Asian Contemporary, the United World Festival of the Arts from 1972 to 1984. Speaking with Gallery Assistant Curator Julian Lowe, Artist Tio Ing-Sing recalled captivating anecdotes and stories from the local contemporary art scene in the 1970s. This conversation was recorded live in April 2018 at National Gallery Singapore.
1: Thank you, Meryl. Thank you everyone for coming down today and spending Saturday with us. Um, um, I'm very glad to be here and as Meryl, just to add on to what Meryl said, we're very happy to be doing these talks in the gallery because it's an opportunity to kind of have these conversations about topics uh, and certain moments that may not be illuminated enough in our current display, but certainly adds on to the narratives of our permanent galleries in ways that we can't in, through artworks. It's also an opportunity to meet artists uh, in person in a more intimate setting and today we have, of course, Mr. Teo with us. Um, and as you can tell, um, as you will know, he has, we have his paper-dye sculpts in the previous room. But the reason why we're in this room today is because we're going to focus on a very different dimension of Mr. Theo's practice. And that's his um, organization of the arts festivals at the United Worlds College from the 1970s to the 1980s. Many of the artists uh, whose works you see here participated in these festivals. So we're here hoping to kind of uh, discuss these works as well. And the significance of these art festivals was that it was one of the earliest sites uh, in which one could see a um, comprehensive array of contemporary art from the region and internationally. Right? And there were, as, on top of that, there were artworks by students at the same time. You know, visitors could see works by Ahmad Sadali, A.D. Purus, uh, Ng Tao, whose works is over there, uh, Itipo Thipo Tongshalok from Thailand, um, alongside works like David Hockney, um, Alan Jones, um, Salvador Dali even. So I mean, this was a a moment in Singapore's art history um, where, I mean, this is even before the National Museum Art Gallery was launched in 1976. So there was no kind of other venue where one could go and see this sort of range of contemporary art at the time. The only other venue perhaps that is comparable is Alpha Gallery. As many of you know, many of these artists also showed at Alpha Gallery. Um, So really, there was really no other kind of institution that showed work of this intensity. They had annual festivals every year, initiated by Mr Teo. But unfortunately, this has kind of um, fallen out of art history somewhat. Even though there's quite a number of literature which Mr Teo has brought along with him today, um, it's not really been quite studied enough. So today, the focus of the talk is really to discuss um the arts festival, um its significance, and also the way it initiated the idea of the contemporary in Southeast Asian art. Yeah? And also how that's then positioned internationally. So maybe Mr. Tio uh, we can begin by maybe you sharing a bit more about how you conceived of the arts festivals and the kind of activities that you initiated in the school.
2: Well, <clears throat> well first I think I need to steal a bit of publicity for myself. <laughs> it's a very good opportunity. Right? Uh, throughout the 1960s I was living in, in England and I must say I had a jolly good time there Yeah, uh, very comfortable if I need to have a change of environment I just apply for wherever I wanted to go right? and uh, if I want a promotion I will just seek another job which is higher up you know? and so for 10 years I've always been like that it was fantastic. Uh, until, toward the ten years, then I realized that it was quite meaningless, really, uh, enjoying yourself and not going to somewhere where you can uh, put, put yourself to good use that will benefit uh, society, the communities and all that. So, someone from from Singapore me and advertisement uh, about job in the new Singapore International School. And uh, what attracted me in that advertisement was that the school mission statement was to promote international understanding and goodwill. To promote international understanding and goodwill. Oh. So I said to myself, here it's a very good opportunity for you to do that. Yeah? To promote international understanding and goodwill. And it's also happening in Singapore, where I came from, right? So immediately I took the opportunity to uh, apply for a job. And I got a job. As I say, you apply for a job, you get it, no? You don't like it, you apply for another one, you get it, and it's marvelous, isn't it? So I hopped up a chartered plane, BA chartered plane, with 65 other teachers, right? And we landed in Singapore, and we were taken to Dover Road, where Singapore International School was, you see. So when we arrived there, We found lots of materials from other schools, other British British Army schools. Lots of materials were moved there. So we said to ourselves, have we got to clear all these before we start our work, you see? And indeed we have to, because uh, we only got two weeks to sort out your your rooms and all that, to clear the things outside your place. Uh, And... uh, and then you start your lessons, start teaching. But never mind, I think it was good a good challenge, you know. And then somebody said, "I think we ought to have a festival of the art." Are you interested in the art department? Are you interested in it?" So I said, "Yes, of course, there's a very good opportunity to promote international understanding and goodwill. I play on that every time, wherever I meet you know blockage. Now, when somebody blocked me from doing my things, I would say, we have to promote international understanding and goodwill, you know? Uh, if I don't get enough money, I say, this is not fair because, you know, I should be getting the same by anybody else, you know? So, very good opportunity to do that. So, anyway, within two weeks, the school opened, students came in and we started teaching. Then, Of course, we have to do what you call the scheme of work, right, the scheme of work uh, for your department. And then you have to have what you call a mission statement, you know, a mission statement. And I read to you the mission statement. This is the first festival. It happened three months, which is a term, three months after the school opened. I think that's quite frightening. We didn't make it in three months. You know, apart from setting up the school. So, where is the mission statement? Now, the mission statement reads here. here. It says, look at, look at that, lovely pictures, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, it says uh, to provide a program of study which emphasizes the importance of art in the community, and community activities, domestic and individual life, to make each pupil identify himself with a positive and informed attitude towards art, his environment, and his time. This we emphasize all the time, and his time, by seeing doing and participating with all his senses. So that's that our mission statement. Huh? Mission, is the mission. We are producing people for tomorrow, the future, because the student is with you now, and you are preparing them for the future. Right? So, within three months, where will you go? What will you do? What kind of art exhibition do you want? You know? Not to worry that we have the drama department and the music department. They are also busy working out what exactly they wanted to put out for the festival. So for me and my colleague, there were only two guys in the art department. Two guys, two art rooms, two guys. Yeah? My colleague was a Scotman. A fantastic guy, everything fine. Uh, when I get into trouble, he will back me up. Fantastic head of department. He was my head of department. So when I get into trouble, he will say, "Look, if you listen to him carefully, you will understand him." Uh, so don't start hating him first. Okay? Don't tell him off. He's okay. He's a nice guy. You know. Try to understand him. Uh, that's the kind of head of department I love. Uh, sometimes the parents came in and say. My daughter didn't like art anymore because Mr. Teo, lousy teacher. You know? So my head of department will say, do you know we never lock the gate? So if you're not happy, please go out. I like Mr. Teo, he's okay with me. You know? So you see, I have the kind of meeting, um, you know, privilege of getting support from my colleagues, you see. So for the art festival, we have to be realistic. Within three months, how are you going to get your artist? So very simple. The first thing is, my brother. My brother is the number one photographer for portraiture. You see? If you look at all his portraits, you will see the visual history of personality of the time from the British governor right down to Li Kuan Yu. So I said that's a very good idea. Get him, get him, right? And then, fortunately also, the first generation of artists. At that time we didn't call it first generation, but we called it the old artists, you know, those Lao <laughs> You know, those very talented old people, you know, Chung Su Pian, Cheng Wen Liu Kang, Ya Chi you name it. And you were people I knew in the 1950s, there was no problem, isn't it? <laughs> Just give them a call, you know. Find out where the telephone directory will tell you what, what numbers you should call, and then go and see them. And we have 100 percent yes. You see, then we said to Cheng Wen Shi, you know, would you like to do? A demonstration, a finger painting demonstration as well, you know. I just said, well I'll be delighted. Wow. Now Pui so easily said that to me, well, so very happy and my colleague Kevin Wado, you know, said, yeah, we're we're going on all right, you know, so we get him to do it. You see? So the festival opened. And we make it a point that the art exhibition must always be the opening event. Right? The opening event. You know? The others can follow. right? So it became the opening event. A lot of people came. you know. But don't forget, besides that, we also have exhibition of our students' student work as well as exhibition of local school students' work. It is a total concept. It involves everybody, including our staff. So don't think you can sit down there and talk and never do your work, right? So every year, you know, you make sure you have got half a dozen work, right, to for us to pick two, you know, and put it in the show. So you keep them on the toe all the time. But at that time, of course, was only two guys, right? So no problem, we love paintings, no problem at all, right? But when we expanded to four, the next year, it's a different story. And then you get, you have part-timers and all that. So, you know, the idea of everyone participating. It's building a community. It's promoting understanding, isn't it? So we are always reminded that we have to promote understanding, right? And so, the first one, and the first festival ended, uh, which photographers and Chongsu paint Pain See that? And then the logo we have, Festival of the Arts. Quite a nice logo, isn't it? It's all done by students. Everything in here is all done by students. It's a very, very good experience for them to deal with it, you know? And I think it's a lovely logo, don't you think so? Yeah? I think I think I saw it at SPS or whatever, see television also adopted something like that. See? I will show you more clearly in subsequent, uh, subsequent, uh, what do you call it, a festival. So, the idea of course is that if you just promote a community in Singapore, it, it's small, isn't it? 255 square miles or something like that. I right? My geography remember right, Singapore is about that size, right? Well, five mm. million at the moment, so it's all right. Now, so not many. At that time, it was only two million. Right? So that's more small community. So we have to go beyond, beyond, you know, beyond Singapore. Uh, and finally, hopefully, the whole world, right? So in the second festival, the logo remained the same. Second festival, we included... Yeah, lovely student work, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Second festival, we included Malaysia, Australia, New Zealand, Israel, and Taiwan. You see? Just so to find out what exactly these people uh, contributed, is to look at the catalog. Number two is lovely, isn't it? <laughs> also done by students, huh? So, what's the contribution from the professional section? We had Abdul Latif, Ling Ching Ching, um, uh, Susan Koo, um, Marina Longbow. Marina Longbow, have you heard of Marina Longbow? He was at one time running the Alpha Gallery. Right? So, uh, from the Malaysian side, we have Khushri Ho, Khushri Ho, behind yeah. and uh, abdullah and some other people. Then, from New Zealand, we have pottery. And you know the New Zealanders are very good in pottery, you see. So they contributed some pottery, you see. We make it an interesting component of the exhibition. Then, of course, uh, other artists, then you have Israel we still sent some uh, post, posters and crafts. you see posters and craft and from Taiwan' it's a well-known artist called Chung Chi. So it's a modest improvement from the first festival, we have gone outside Singapore you see But uh... And
1: Mr. Theo, do you want to say a little bit about how you managed to get these works from New Zealand? Um,
2: from ah <laughs> This, this
1: is... And with very
2: little funding as well, what yes. I understand. Okay. Funding, nothing. <laughs> 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 yeah. So when it's nothing, I say, it's fine. You know? Uh, how do we go about it? When we wanted to buy the demonstration work at the memento, because it was the first festival, and Cheng Wenxi was an important artist, it was only $200. And uh, we couldn't get... From the boss, two hundred dollars. So I said to two kids, "Do a little thermometer, please. You know, and uh, put the head there. You know, and start marking up with." And we got the money. So that's money. But as for the others, we said to the student, "What's your father doing, eh?" <laughs> oh, bear, bear. It's a big company. Isn't it? <laughs> Put an advertisement there, okay? And so on. So the money is raised from advertisement, right? And and what else did you ask me?
1: About the embassies. How did you Ah, did you
2: embassies? If you want to oversee things, you know, embassy was quite dominant at that time. Probably like concentrating on spying. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much to do, right? You know. So when we approach them and say, would you like to help us to get some important artists to come in? Who do you want? Oh, you got Alan Jones? Oh, Alan Jones, we got well, We got, we got Alan Jones. Uh, and we got the, uh, who else have we got? We got Paloxi. You like Paloxi? I said Paloxi is fine, you know. And So we went to the British Council, and we found Alan Jones in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful Ellen Jones. I don't go into all the chronological order, right? So that's the beautiful Ellen Jones in our fifth festival, and I can understand why it's hung in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, so they can see. Yeah, huh? wow, lovely ladies' legs. <laughs> right? Yeah. So these is powder. Right? And uh, they help out with shipment. Right? Uh, Finding the artist, we rather prefer to find it ourselves. So we name the artist. Can you bring this artist in? You know, and usually they say we are trying, right? And if later on the the product arrived, we had to go to the to the what, to the wharf or to the airport and clear all this thing ourselves. So, that time, four members of staff already, so we can say, take care of my class, <laughs> you know, I'm going to the airport. Right? So we went there and cleared, you see. So if you open the box and then you discover, isn't the same kind of thing that we asked for, isn't it? We got some craft things, right? But it's all right, there are very fine Japanese prints, you see. So I think we, we, we can create a nice section. Because after all, you know, this is a lovely Japanese print and, and Japan is famous for print, right? So so I think it should be all right. So we created a nice component for that also. So when you when you don't get what you what you asked for, then you're being challenged. What would you do with them? You know, how how are these things going to contribute to your promotion of international understanding and goodwill and you know uh, understanding each other culture and whatever is it and also you know each other art is see, to come beyond your soul right? so it provides an opportunity so we have to we have to deal with it and so far it has always been fine. If you read the write up in this festival we always end up with the art stuff. If you ever see a name appear instead of the art stuff, it's because it hasn't got the unanimous <laughs> agreement, right? So you put your name there, no we are not part of it, right? <laughs> so, so it, it, it happened like that all the time. Fortunately, not too often. I think it happened twice only. I can't one time. I my father also I one time. Canna, you know what, I is, right? <laughs> I, I, I had to try put my name there once, you know, and my head of department also had to do that once. All the others were okay, the art staff, you know. And we like it, the art staff, then we can see that we are part and parcel of each other. That's how we promote mm. understanding, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Okay, so Mr. Teo, if I can just pause there and come back to the international in a moment. Um, I'm also interested in the, the efforts to kind of promote an idea of Southeast Asian art. So in your very early beginnings of the, of the show, you, you wrote in the catalogue I have here, it says that you're convinced that the artists of ASEAN countries have a great deal to contribute to international contemporary art. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So oh. in some ways, Southeast Asian art becomes a recognisable entity at this point. you know. Yeah. And I'm curious, how was... How Southeast Asian not appraised and presented in the exhibitions that you, you produce. Yeah.
2: It was, I think it was in 1976, the opening of the National Museum Art Gallery. Hmm. So, my good friend, uh, Choi Wang Yang, who was so head of design, Constance Hsieh was the curator. So he hung the head of this guy, he actually designed all the, you know, the interiors of the gallery. And I, I said to him, I think, I think it would be beneficial for you and I uh, to go to some of these Asian countries to meet some of the prominent artists. Right. And, and he agreed. So, so we went to Thailand and we saw Itipu Tanchalok by going to his, his university where he was teaching. And, uh, and from him, you get to know all the other important artists in Thailand. And then we hopped over to uh, the Philippines, and again, we met, well, Philippines was, was... At that time, you know, I, I was very uncomfortable <laughs> when I arrived because. Everywhere, you see people carrying guns, you see. So I said to Mr. Choi, you know, I don't like to take a risk like that because I don't have a fair chance. He said, if that person to draw the gun, I won't have the fair chance. I want to go home. You know. He said, ah, let's go to the theater, yes, cinema, you know, sit inside there. I think he saw the telephone. He said, I know what to do. I called this guy to dial his friend. Ang Kok. Have you heard of Ang Kok? From the Philippines, one of the top artists. He passed away already. So Ang Kok came with his friend, Malang, also another famous artist, you see. And then we had a jolly good time, you see. Went to the restaurant, had lovely seafood, and then meet many of the other artists, and we got to know everyone. It was so simple. I said, would you all like to participate in our art exhibition, (laughs) you know? It is true. sure, when? When is it happening? Oh, so I said, wow, this date, if you don't mind, you know. Uh, but I must tell you, we don't have money. <laughs> so could you send the, the work to us at your own expense? <laughs> and then, as you know, we artists have, if we want the art to survive, we got to exhibit, isn't it? And we going to help ourselves as far as possible. And then, of course, the returning back, we will find that one, a shared responsibility. We will find the money to send back the work to you. But of course, we will try and sell the work for you, if it's available for sale. You know? So usually, it's available for sale. So we will try, or we try selling them, and we manage to succeed. Right? So that's the arrangement, that's the kind of arrangement. And surprisingly, these major artists not, really, not only took part in one show, but several other shows as well during the festival time. So that's how the money come in. We got no money. <laughs> we always put it on to the artists, you know? You have a responsibility to see that you survive, your art is recognized, and all that, you Not know? So you help yourself, I help myself, you know? And if I can, I find the money and send it back to you. And it was amazing. The spirit was amazing. That's how we promote international understanding and goodwill.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. So, have I got time?
1: Uh, yes, you do. So, if I can ask, what kind of conversations did you have with these artists? Well, when you met them. Were they
2: well, conversations I, about art? Conversation. First, I have to introduce myself, and of course, I will say I'm nobody, you know. But I am just someone monkey I think. you know, I, uh, I, uh, you know. I just want to promote international understanding and goodwill you see. <laughs> so so you you will share that with me, right? It's so very important. Look <laughs> look, look at the Vietnam War going on, huh? this is because We don't have the understanding, you know. And we only sell bullets. So we yeah, boogie trap and all that kind of thing. So we gotta do something, you know. And we can do it through art. And don't forget, don't forget. The artists that we pick are always the artists who live in the time for the future. In other words, you talk about contemporary art, you live with the time for the future. That means don't give me some old stuff that have been done centuries ago, that's because you can copy very well or you are very skillful and all that. Make sure you have a statement to do, to make. Yeah, The statement is now and then. But you know what happened, right? So that's the history, which is also important. But then your work will demonstrate the spirit of your time, and you project the future, the future of your art. That's how I define contemporary art. You're never at ease. If once you are at ease, You are are not living in your time. Your time is a struggle. So if you don't struggle, you are not living in your time. You see? You cannot be too comfortable. You know, you must always be on the go, go, go. Right? (laughs) That's how we work out with the students. Every time when we present artwork for exhibition, the student component is, is a big challenge because they will come up with all sorts of arrangements that you don't think of. jam pack, you know? Put scaffolding all over the place, and then, you know, pattern with painting. go in and have a look, or climb up there and have a look. You see, the kind of presentation that excites. You know? So each presentation is different from another. It's memorable. You don't put up a show where people come in and say, ah, it's all right, it's okay, you know. They will remember it. This is the show, and you want more. And the next year you come, you say, it's better than the previous year, you know. And, and you have something to talk about. Hmm. You got more questions?
3: <laughs> you are the engine,
2: you have to drive me on because I easily forget. You know, at my age, what do you expect? <laughs>
1: I have many okay so the, these sort of internationalist nationalist tendencies were widespread across the region in the 60s and 70s right and then i mean this sort of there's a certain fascination with abstraction also um that is there's a sort of entanglement between these sort of internationalist tendencies and this fascination for something new something universal yeah and it, these sort of movements were kind of counter or trying to counter what they saw as a kind of datedness of what was going on in the local art scene. So in Singapore, for instance, you have the Singapore River um, group, and some artists, um, maybe like yourself and Cho Chai Hyang, felt a certain sense of um, datedness, or that the Singapore River theme as a kind of provincial ideal has passed its time. You know? And so yeah. you created your works, like the Paper Dye Sculpt, The Network, in response to that. So I'm wondering whether this also translated to the way you thought of UWC festivals? You know, how did you define, do you see it as a shift away from what was going on in Singapore? And does this translate to the artists that were involved in the shows mm. and the students that you taught? I
2: don't, I don't think it's a shift away. We, we face the challenge and mm. the, the problems. For example, when Ong Kim Singh, you know Ong Kim Seng, right? Mm. Very well-known artists, isn't it? We have painted lovely picture of Singapore River. Everyone wants to own one. You know, so when the river got cleaned up, he grumbled. <laughs> <laughs> this time the river is not smelly, and you don't have the breeze inside. You know, you don't have dead dogs or chicken. You know, and and it, no texture in my work. If I paint like this, there's no texture. You know, so so he lamented all that. You see, you know. So I decided I should go down the river and see whether it's true or not. <laughs> so I went and I looked, what a lovely beautiful reflection. You know? See the building wobble about, you see? See the form of the sunlight on the water and all that. You see, why is he complaining? Of course you don't have the dirt and you don't have the smell, you see? But that's a good thing, isn't it? Time has changed. Therefore, you have to represent it in a contemporary way. Face it. The river is nice and clean. You can swim across like oh,
3: yeah?
2: You can swim across and get up and still smell good. Right? So, so I produced an artwork called the net, the net. Am I saying the net? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it it's a response to On Kim says, yeah, we clear everything with the net, through so the net. Huh? And about the net, it's a, it's a fantastic piece of work. I'm sorry, I'm praising myself.
3: <laughs>
2: marketing, marketing, you know. But the net. Until today. And I've said it to the curator times and again. I've just changed the title. Not yet, not yet. Not yet. I was shocked, you see, when the curator called me up and said, would you like to come in and help us to put up your work? So I thought, it's all right, it's very nice to be able to see how it's done, you know? So I came, and then I discovered that all the pieces were taken out of the net. So I said, what do you want me to do? He said, you have to put it up, la. so you put the things up. I said, hey, everything came out of the net. Why, 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 why is it that you think? I said, the packer thing is a very good way. You take it off and you can stack it up nicely. Like <laughs> <laughs> you see? So, so I said, what do you want me to do then? You put it back. La. I said, to put it back, you know, one, the net has stretched so much and I wouldn't know where to put it back because unless you had numbered it, you know, you make some marking, I wouldn't know how to do it. You know, it would take much longer time than initially because initially I can do it anywhere. This one I have to find out where exactly it should be. I refer to the photograph, where should it be, you know? So I said, I can't do it. I can't, honestly, I can't, you know? Sorry, huh? bye-bye. <laughs> so I went. Then I think she called me a week later and said, uh, we have done it, but uh, we need your approval. My approval, I know you have done it, I got to approve it. So I came. Wow, well, my dad, my dad has grown up twice the size. And then, gonna be very large. Bigger means more money, right? That's <laughs> how <laughs> people sell some of the artists. Uh, this anyway, uh, one's 20 <laughs> way, big one. Big one more expensive. Even the small one less expensive. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, so I now it's more expensive. you know? So the curator wanted to know, very anxious, do you think it's alright or not? So I said, of course, it's very well done. You know, it's very well done. I uh, approve, approve, approve. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> oh, what a relief. <laughs> huh? But I said, but one condition. You must redo the title, you know? You do the title like curatorial reconstruction of the net by doing Sing. Not done yet, it? Okay,
1: so just to address this, we are working on improving the install yeah. of the work.
2: You should do it, because this is contemporary art, interactive. You know, you do it. You have done it, so you do it, and you see the reconstruction is not mine. Mine is only half the size, not so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Correct or not? Yes. Yeah, do it. It's contemporary. art. Okay. You can take part, interactive. This is the problem in Singapore. See, when you do something new, or when you chance upon, or when you are challenged, you take the initiative. But the viewer are scared. <laughs> they, 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 not. They, they, they not do it. You know, when they should do it. It, 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 it the same with my other work, isn't it? I dig an American... Mm. No, I, I dig a, a bed full of dead bodies, right? And then I wrap the dead body with the American flag. Then I said, only American, I said, American youngsters especially can climb on, on the flag lie on it, you know? So I sent it to the inauguration exhibition of the National Museum Art Gallery. Was
1: it the sculpture exhibition
2: or the inaugural exhibition? No, this one is all together Mm. and threw it out. You can't do that. The flag must be respected. I say, yeah, conventional thinking is the flag must be respected. Had it not been for these young people in America who protested about the war in Vietnam, the war would never have finished. They protested. No? Elsewhere, they burned the flag, right? So I say, tribute to these young people you know, who didn't want the war, so they can lie on the flag. I think it, it's not bad, is it? The idea, you know, but the judge cannot accept it. You see, so I said, never mind. I got my own. I got my own venues. <laughs> I have alternative. You see, so in the same year, I had it in the Festival of the Arts. So the problem in Singapore is, you can come up with something new, but if the expert cannot daily with you, the work go out. Like, Chiu Chai Hyang, his scrubbing board, lock and lock of wood. The work was going to go out, see? But then, fortunately, you have some of the judges saying, I think we can give it a try. <laughs> it's something new, no? So he came back. But mine was too big, so, gah! More space for the others.
1: I just want to return to the American flag, Mr. Theo. So it seems like that work suddenly, it was one of the few works at the time to introduce new elements. So you have the social participation and also the, the fact that you were dealing with uh, popular struggles at the moment. Yeah. Were there other artists at the UWC whose works you think were comparable who started introducing these sort of new elements, which are in a way hallmarks, hallmark attributes of what we now consider today as contemporary art?
2: Well, my colleague, for example, uh, Tien Chong, you know, he also liked these ideas of uh, uh, producing what you call cheeky things, yeah, uh, or naughty things, something that is not normal, right? So they did try, uh, but when you talk about newness, you, know, you look at my. My boss, Gavin Waddle, he only used paint and papers and all that. But the way he used the material is quite different from the others, you know. He will create the kind of painting that make you see things out of nothing. You see, and he tells you this is Dasaru. See? I can't see any Dasaru there. Have you been to Dasaru, by the way? Yeah, I've been to Dasaru. Why do you see the Dasaru here? Ah, sorry, you have not experienced it. You see, I go to Dasaru every year, you know, when I have a break. Dasaru is a fantastic place. The sand, you know, the the wind, the smell and everything. So, So that's something different again. So, in... Among the colleagues and the students, we shared all this experience, you know. So we, it's not something that we keep it to ourselves. We, we share it, and that, that will promote international understanding <laughs> and goodwill, <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah? <laughs>
1: I mean, okay. So, if I just want to read a passage in one of the catalogues that I thought was very interesting, and it's one of those that just really stood out for me, because I kind of really want to drive at the idea of the new, the kind of ideas you are promoting at the festivals. So, this is in the nineteen seventy-seven catalogue. It's the sixth festival, um, and there are about ten festivals, uh, as Mr. Theo said. Yeah. So it reads as such, growing this content with the traditional part art has played has led to ever-increasing and expanding attempts by artists to determine a newer and more satisfactory role for themselves in modern society. The idea of the artist being a specialist, using a very limited language to communicate his creative thinking, is being replaced by the concept of the artist being interdisciplinary, bridging the various compartments of society and bringing closer together the extremes. This is only possible because art has no predetermined confines. Indeed, much of what is happening in the art world is from beyond the canvas. And I kind of want to think about that for a moment. Beyond the canvas.
2: Beyond the canvas.
1: Did did that influence the way you were choosing works? Is that what you saw many artists at the time doing?
2: That's something we always try to drive in the activities into the head of the students, that uh, you have to live in your time because we are preparing you, and you are preparing yourself for the future. So it goes beyond the canvas, you know? The canvas is a statement you make, you see? But what got into the canvas? Historian will tell you, if you want to talk about the work, you have to talk about the origin. Right, the origin of how that work came about. You not go back in time. It's just like just now I was selling myself, isn't it? A advertisement, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and so it has always been that you have to be forward-looking, you have to experience the time. Right? Whether it is the Singapore River, smelly or very nice smelling, you know. You have to experience it. Or Dasaru for that matter, which I didn't experience when I went there one time to leave. And I have to have my colleague telling me, you haven't experienced it, right? You saw the scenery, but you have not experienced it. Therefore, you can't understand it, you know? So you look at it, you say, maybe I should go back again and experience it, try at least, yeah? That answer your question?
1: Okay. I mean, we've now have about 10 minutes for questions. Ah, I just want to minutes. kind of wrap up and just thank you for sharing about the Arts Festival. I mean, it's it, for me, it's very clear that much more studying has to be, studies have to be done for these festivals. It's obviously it plays a central role in the exhibition histories of contemporary art in Singapore. So on the one hand, you can see that this really developed out of uh, artists and curators like like Mr. Theo, who roamed around the region and created and forged this sort of professional and social relationships um, and really having these discussions about building cross-cultural perspectives Um, and then on the other hand there are also new ideas being forged by these festivals about what art is you know it's not just about uh, form it's also about addressing the certain contingencies of site and politics at the time um, which really happened I mean, quite amazingly before there were institutions like your National Museum Art Gallery. So, thank you, Mr. Teo, for sharing today.
0: You're um, welcome. If you have
2: any questions... Thank you. Question Mr. time.
1: Uh, is there a mic or do you just... Oh, I...
3: oh, okay, okay, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Teo, do you have... Uh, sell a bit more about yourself regarding the net. Definitely the Singapore River. Basically, you were saying that the net, you used it. It was used to clean up the river. Is that? Yeah. And that's the inspiration behind it.
2: Well, it, it, uh, the it's it's a it's cheeky yeah, it, it it's a cheeky piece of work, right? And uh, when when I hear somebody saying something which I thought was you know. Quite unreasonable or immature, you know, and I feel it's better I responded to art rather than tell him because I could end up in a fight. So, being older, I might lose. <laughs> see? So, it's a cheeky piece of work in response to a fellow artist much younger than me. Huh? So, I won't take chances like that. I do it through art work. you see. Artwork can beyond the canvas, beyond the canvas. It can do wonders that you don't expect, you know? So, you have to think of new ways. So, very often in such lighthearted things, cheekiness is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm really
3: glad I came, because um, I didn't know about these festivals. And um, uh, you know, the, the common understanding in Singapore about contemporary art always starts with like the artist village and Tandao and all that, right? But your festivals are actually much earlier, the yes. 60s and 70s. So, so Jolene, your point about the fact that maybe there was some, there's, there's certainly some research that's required uh, of how these festivals actually influence later thinking, mm. what, 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 what do you mean by that? I mean, how did your festivals actually influence um, the art in Singapore, in say, in the 90s? Uh, is there any indication that both of you can think of that because of these 10 festivals that started with this new thing called contemporary art, which is really a, a, a way of thinking, the way that you've described it, so what did, who did you influence?
2: In the 90s. Who are?
3: Who are?
2: Well, <laughs> he influenced me. I'm very influenced by his uh, work, his vision. Are
3: yeah. you an artist
2: of the 90s? Uh, I started in the 90s. He's <clears> Hong Six Chun. Very well known third generation artist. How? Well, first of all, uh, when we put up a festival, it is based on the belief that we can promote international understanding (laughs) and good news. You see? We can bring people together, like woodstock. You know woodstock? Lots of people coming in. I can remember the first few festivals, we had something like 14 buses line up from the road right up to the top of the campus. 14 buses, a of children from school who all wanted to see not only their work there, but also work from other schools and the professional section as well. And I think that's a fantastic idea <coughs> many people there, you know. But we we don't really think of, say, how we influence. We do it. The fact is, we believe in something, and then we do it. And what happens that, it's not my problem. <laughs> hopefully, it has some influence on people, huh? and hopefully, people will see what the, initially didn't see, you know, and and hopefully they can come up and tell me they don't like it because it's rubbish. Because that will be a challenge, another starting point, you see. Sometime I give you one good example, quite embarrassing really. I read in a school magazine, not my school, another school, a local school, the children who came to see the exhibition. And a student wrote an essay and said, they went to the professional section of the art exhibition, and it was like a black hole of Calcutta. (laughs) See? What the person was complaining was about, the lighting wasn't good enough, you see? Uh, And indeed, we had no money to buy (laughs) spotlights See that time. The initial state, we had no money, but it was very good for me. So I took the magazine up to my boss and said, Look, how embarrassing. This little kid in Swiss Cottage School said it was like a black hole of coconut. You know, the painting was hanging in darkness. You know? I say, How embarrassing, you know. It's all because you never put aside some money for. Spotlight, spotlight, will you do it this time? And we succeeded. <laughs> Thanks to the student who wrote the essay, I didn't know the student, my, I didn't tell the student to write that. I found out because I had somebody who brought it to me and said, You see this it was written about your festival. So that's good. Criticism produced productivity or action. And it improves the condition. And that's what the festival is all about too, isn't it? If you don't like it, you say so. And I I listen, you know, and I see whether I can take my mission statement or the school mission statement, promote international understanding <laughs> and goodwill. <laughs> see, local community said, you know, you didn't Put the lighting properly. You
1: see? But thank yeah. you for your question. I I also have an answer for that. Um, and I I'm glad you asked actually because I think there's a common understanding that, like you said, a contemporary art begins with da Wu, like you know, a singular figure. But what I'm what I'm also trying to get at with this talk is also that there is no historical rupture between that happens between the modern and the contemporary. There's no one moment that says, okay, now we have entered the contemporary. But the contemporary always has one foot in the past and one foot in the present, right? It's it's so much more complex and and, and entangled than that. Um, And what I'm interested with uh, this, looking at UWC as a site is that it is, it goes back much earlier and this sort of ideas of what we think of as contemporary is already intimated by artists around Mr. Teo. And as for the influence of the UWC, I think it's really hard to make this sort of direct connections like this person influence that, unless there's a direct teacher student connection, but it's also the kinds of uh, things Mr. Thieu was alluding at and the kinds of relationships he forged going to travel with Mr. Choi Ling Yang, who is the curator of the National Museum Art Gallery, who was then responsible for collecting and building a national collection. You know, and this will influence the display of artworks um, at the National Museum and Art Gallery. These were things that artists were exposed to at the time, you know. Yeah, so I hope that answers the question. What's the net in the UWC show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that in the UWC exhibition?
2: No. That
1: was in 1980.
2: You see, I, uh, Marjorie Chu, you know Marjorie Chu, right? Mm-hmm. She asked me to uh, put two works, two of my works on the level where the swimming pool was. Whether the swimming pool is still there or not, I don't know. But I was brought to a swimming pool. Which swimming pool? Swimming pool on the, on the Rappers rapper City. You know? So I went there and I said, I think here is a sample of the net. But uh, I don't think we should have two little one like this behind your bars or whatever you are thinking of, you see? What I want is, I want uh, the net to completely surround the floor, yeah? Because I know that right in front is the sea, you know? And I want to bring the sea up to Rafa city, you see, it will be fantastic. So, she said, yeah, don't talk rubbish. I'm only concerned with two four by four. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, you don't like the ideas? Two four by four? Sorry, mate, I'm, I'm not doing two four by four because you asked for it, you No, know? I want to surround the whole place. The impact will be great. I don't have the money for that. I said, I'm not asking you for any money. I'm just giving you the proposal. You know, don't talk about the money. yet. Are you happy with that? No, 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 no. Two four by four, please. I said, no, 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 no. Not two, two, not two by four by four. (laughs) So the emphasis is, sorry, the emphasis is the time you live in. So your expression is an expression of things that happen in your times, the thinking of the times. You know, somewhere I think in the catalogue there was a quote which says that your art is only valid for thirty to forty years. After that, it's history. So if you want to know what contemporary art is today, it will be around only for thirty to forty years. And then it will be a new contemporary. That became history. Right? It it that puzzled me many times when people used the word contemporary. I say, you mean I'm not contemporary? <laughs> I, I'm keeping up with the time, you see?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, ah. There's a lot of discussion about the modern and the
3: contemporary, like you mentioned and well. but how about the artists during your time in the 60s? What were they thinking? It seems like a historian and theoretician said everything else, but I never hear much from
1: artists well. So your question is, what is that? What are artists thinking? I have think yeah, to repeat this. See, what were they?
3: During your time in the 60s, like, what was your...
2: My time, my early yeah. time. Do
3: they have strict categorization? How does it work?
2: Like, do they have strict the categories between modern and You you have to give oh, me the right period. Right can you, can the you, in the seventies onward or 16th. because my time is from from the thirties. You know, I fought the war. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the Second World War, so that's my time also. So from when to when? Earlier than that. Huh? earlier, as you can remember,
1: Mister Teo was in over abroad in sixties, right? Yes. Was in the, I I
2: was away for one decade. Yeah. in
3: the seventies when you came back.
2: Mm. But when I came back in Singapore you see it's a tremendous advantage for artists in my time. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you can you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in earlier years when I when I went to Chinatown for example and I like to monkey around, you know, when, when I do painting, you know, I would dance around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I show off, we call it, you see. And then the people will say, "Wow, what a bloody stroke he put on there! It's so easily done." You see, and 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 someone will say, it's "Load of rubbish." You see, so I, I enjoyed that conversation around me. You see, and all that. So you know, uh, that's my time. The 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 ordinary people, in fact, are making comments like experts, huh? and they have the right to do that. You see, so so I advantage of it uh, just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's very nice to, to very easy to produce a Kokoska uh, kind of painting, uh big patchwork and all that. I don't say, wow, so thick the pin <laughs> the no brush one use a palette knife and sweep, you know, so fantastic, yeah? yeah. But the the advantage is when I came back from England is that I can do anything I want, you know, and nobody will say it's a load of rubbish. It's a kind of a feeling of some authority, you know. Oh, oh, I... You said it's not hard? My friend just told me this morning, he said, you don't like the colour of my car, but I love it. That's the most important. Yeah, it's the same remarks. Huh? I said, it's fine, you know. And then when the writers come, you know our our reporter, they report, they don't criticize, right? they, they report. So if you tell them I'm the number one, you are the number one. <laughs> 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 They'll report it. You are the number one, right? I'm the number one, you know.
1: <laughs> okay, we have come to the end of the session. Thank you, Mr. Teo. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank, me, you, me, thank me. you to all of you for joining
3: us.
2: Ah. <laughs> <Thank> you.
0: <laughs> you have been listening to the Parang sessions from National Gallery Singapore. Find more of our podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us for updates and new episodes every two weeks. To learn more about our programs at the Gallery, visit nationalgallery.sg. Our podcast team is Erica Lai, Mariel Chee, Royan Ong, and Tamaris Goh from National Gallery Singapore. The music you heard is composed by Javon Chandra. I'm Joyce Chung. Thanks for listening.